Okay, I hope you guys are ready for the word. Okay, I want to go teacher mode on you tonight. The topic that we're beginning in the 6 p.m. services is Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving's a tough one because I've heard Thanksgiving messages and I thought to myself when I was delegated this, I thought, ah, I've heard this all before. What can I say which is different? So I asked the Lord and the Lord said to me, there's many things you could say. There's many dimensions of my spirit that you can show them which will be an encouragement to many. So I said, okay, cool, let's do it. So are you ready? Okay, so today's message is called Eyes That See, Give Thanks. Eyes That See, Give Thanks. So the real question is, do you have eyes that see? Now, I want us to start on 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. You can go there with your Bibles or you can just write it down in your notes. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. And it says... In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. NLT says this, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Now, what's really interesting about this verse is this, how can we be thankful in all circumstances? I can tell you some circumstances in my life that there's no reason for me to smile. I'll tell you that for free. And I look at this verse and I think to myself, why and how? And that's hopefully some of the questions I want to answer. Why and how? Let's start off with three interesting um, points about giving thanks. Giving thanks or thanksgiving requires two points here. One, the recognition of something good given to you. The recognition of something good given to you. Point two, thanksgiving or giving thanks is built on the understanding that the thing that has been given to you is of value to you. That's very key. If you don't perceive it as valuable, you won't give thanks. I want to stop there for a second. I want to repeat the first one. Thanksgiving, or giving thanks, is based on the recognition of something good given to you. But one of the biggest problems about things that are given to you is, do you know you have access to it? Often, I was speaking to a group of kids this afternoon, I said, why wouldn't you give thanks to things? And I want to give you some of their answers. But one young girl said something amazing. She said to me, well, if I don't know I have it, how can I give you thanks for it? Now, above my head, it says, please look under your seat. Who has done that? See, look, Pastor Scott, he's done it because he knows what's coming. Right? There's a few who knows that's coming. But many of you haven't. Now, this is very intriguing. Before I continue with my message, I want everyone to look under their chair. Now, specifically, under the seat of your chair. So put your hand underneath the seat of your chair. You might find chewing gum. That wasn't me. Right? Now, for one of you, there's an envelope stuck underneath that chair. For one of you. Now, the beautiful thing about this is no matter what, I win. (laughs) I can preach this either way. Right? Has anyone found the envelope? We have an envelope finder here. Right? You want to wave to everyone? 
Do you want to show them what's inside the envelope? Everyone's at home is like, oh, Angie, you didn't come to my house to put anything. No, I didn't. Now, as she's opening, she's going to see something. She didn't ask for this. She didn't want this. She didn't ask me for it. But simply because of where she was sitting, she had access to something. What was inside the envelope? Five pounds was inside the envelope. Okay, it's just five pounds, guys. Right? Five pounds was found inside the envelope. Check this out. When did she have access to that five pounds? From the moment she sat down. Her biggest issue wasn't that she didn't have access. Her biggest issue was not knowing what, was she, what she was sitting on. How true that is to so many Christians. The Bible says that we are seated in Christ, in heavenly places. But we don't take advantage of whom we are sitting inside and the blessings that come from him. And often we sit and not take advantage or receive the blessings of being in Christ gives. Now, this young lady, she was sitting on a chair, a normal blue chair in Kensington Temple. She was sitting on five pounds. She's still yet to say thank you. <laughs> right? Now, her inability to say thank you to me doesn't affect what she's received. But here's something I want you all to understand. Because she is still yet to give thanks, the idea of me giving her another five pounds is very low now. <laughs> right? What am I trying to say here is this. If you can't recognize the blessings God has given you, you'll never be able to give thanks because you haven't got eyes to see. Listen to this. Point three. Thanksgiving is key of getting more of the thing you are thankful for. If you go to my house, I'm Nigerian background, and my mom feeds you some pounded yam. If you say to her, these exact words, with this face, whew, thank you so much. That was the best pounded yam I've ate in my life. Do you know what will happen to you after that? I'll tell you, you'll get more pounded yum. <laughs> and all the things that, that are connected to pounded yum. Why? Because there's a principle here. Anything you give thanks for hmm, has the ability for you to receive more of the thing you're giving thanks to. Okay, let's go scripture. Let's go scripture. I want everyone to look at Luke chapter 9 verse 13. Luke chapter 9, verse 13. And it reads, But he said to them, so this is the feeding of the 5,000. But he said to them, you give them something to eat. So there's 5,000 minimum people here, where they are right now. Jesus says to his disciples, you give them something to eat. And they said to his disciples, we have no more than five loaves and two fish. Unless we go and buy food for all these people, for there were about 5,000 men. That's just men. Then he said to his disciples, make them sit down in groups of 50. And they did. So he, he continued. They, he, he made them sit down in groups of 50. Listen to this. Verse 16. Then Jesus took the five loaves and two fish and looking up to heaven. <laughs> 
Hallelujah. He blessed and broke them and gave them to the disciples set before the multitudes. So they all ate and were filled and 12 baskets of leftover fragments were taken up by them. Jesus was working with five loaves, two fish. He doesn't complain at only having five loaves and two fish. He gives thanks to what he's been given. And in his given thanks of what he has, he gets more. Let me say this to you, brothers and sisters. The hand you've been dealt with in life, are you giving thanks to it? Or are you complaining about it? Are you complaining that you don't have a child, you're not married, you don't have the job that you want, you don't have the education that you want, you don't look the way you would like to look, you don't have this, you don't have that. Are you complaining with what you have or are you giving thanks to what you have? One of our biggest challenges in life is not comparing ourselves to other people. Constantly looking at what your brother or your sister has, but not giving thanks to what you've been given. Let me tell you this, whenever you complain, things remain. Whenever you complain, things remain. When was the last time any of you complained to anyone and things changed? You see, the thing or the person that gives change is God. When you take what you've been given and you receive it with glad tidings, you receive it with thanksgiving, God is more than willing. In fact, you've given him permission to multiply your hand. I am confident that God wants to multiply what is in your hands right now. Be it whether you're in this church or watching on at home, God wants to multiply what you have. But the key to that multiplication is your ability or inability to give thanks to what you have. What's so funny, right, in life is, is, is we don't really journey with me in my mind. It's, just a, it's an interesting place. We don't really own anything. If you look on the clothes that you're wearing, the house that you live in, you may say, ah, uh, I, I don't think so. I can show you the receipt of my purchase. The receipt of your purchase doesn't really mean that you own it. Really, in God's, in God's eyes, if he didn't make the cotton for the material, what would you be wearing? If he didn't make the, the, what, is ne what is necessary for cement to be formed, where would you be living? The reality is, even if you've um, purchased it, the creator of all these things that you've purchased is him. So in his perspective, all the things that you own, really, you're taking care of in his sight. So how well are you taking care of the things you have? Or are you complaining with the things you have, the little that you believe you have? But let me tell you this, there are people in the city that we are in right now who are living in homes with no light, with no food in their fridge, who cannot walk, who haven't ever been able to walk. So the question is, are we giving thanks to what, we, to what some would call common grace? The thing that you would call just, well, my right isn't your right. It's a blessing. 
You can walk, you can talk. Some, some even can't talk. You can run, you can eat, you can sleep for a few hours at least. You can leave your house when you want. Some of these things aren't what some people are actually walking in. It's not their reality. So even in the small that you have, I encourage you, give thanks. Why do people not give thanks? The reasons are many. One, if the giver was rude, right? If I gave you a plate of food and you're hungry, I just dashed the food on your, on your table. Yes, you'll eat, but you'll be like, you're not getting a thank you, right? Another reason why you wouldn't say thank you. You haven't forgiven the person. Maybe you've got an issue with the person who's given you something. You didn't say thanks. You don't value them or the gift. You wouldn't say, you wouldn't say thanks. You didn't know how to access the thing you were given. You wouldn't say thanks. You wasn't paying attention. Check under your chair for the instruction of the giving so you wouldn't be able to give thanks. And there's one that I'm going to leave to the end why people don't give thanks. Giving thanks is, is one of the most important things you can do as a Christian. Even on a biological level, um, the scientists say that, that giving thanks is actually good for your health. Literally good for your health. So imagine, how much more is it to give thanks to God? And I'm telling you this, it goes beyond just your health. Here's a challenge though. Many people operate in life thinking that time will sort everything out. Let me tell you this, straight away, stop being passive. If you think, you know what, time will just work everything out, that's not true. There's a saying in this world, time heals. That's not true either. It may heal a scab, yeah. But in terms of more deeper wounds of the soul, of the mind, I know people who've been walking in unforgiveness for 30 plus years, and I'm only in my 30s. So that means they've spent most of my life not liking someone. That's a wound. That's not being healed. So don't think that things just happen just randomly or spontaneously. You are a Christian. You're not allowed to think like that anymore. Let me tell you a story. Lot. Today's not the day where I say as to why it happened. But let's talk about Lot. Lot experienced things in his life that came after a conversation between God and Satan. We don't know if it's the Satan that we know as Satan or just a devil. But in that conversation, the outcome of this conversation that took place in the spirit realm had effect on the natural realm. Abraham. Abraham was speaking to God and he was talking about saving the righteous and ultimately he was talking about Lot and his family. That conversation that um, Abraham was having, that intercession work with God he was having, was actually having an effect on Sodom and Gomorrah. What I'm trying to say to everyone is this. Work done in the spirit realm affects what happens in the natural realm. So if this is true, prayer is investment in your future. If you're not praying, if you're not engaging God, if you're not giving thanks, then how can you be confident in what will happen tomorrow? How, how, how will that be the case? It won't be the case. 
Jeremiah 29, 11 talks about that God knows the plans and thoughts he, he has for you, plans to, to prosper you. But let me tell you this, if you're not engaging God and you're not standing in the name of Jesus in prayer, what Jesus is speaking for your life needs to come out of your mouth too. Or at least someone who's interceding for you. So if you don't have the privilege of someone interceding for you and you're not speaking out what Jesus wants you to speak out, then guess what? His best won't come to pass. Giving thanks is so important to tapping into the spirit realm. Many people give thanks to God because they are, um, don't give thanks to God because they are used to a successful life. They think things happen spontaneously or within the structure of control that they have set up for life to take place. Let me tell you this, that is not the case. Those people do not see how God is connected. Psalms 127 verse 1, except the Lord builds, the builders build in vain. So, so check this out. In all that you're building in life, if God's not in it, you're wasting your time. Do you see how he's connected? Hebrews 1.3, God sustains all things. Your body, your finances, your job. He has the capacity to sustain all all things, but if you're not giving thanks to the one who can sustain all things, how can you be sure all things will be sustained? 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6. I want everyone, let's, let's, let's dive into this one. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6. Now, of course, it's talking about agriculture, but I want to flip it on everyone's head. I, I planted, this is Paul talking, I planted, Apollos watered. But God gave the increase. Yes, he's talking about souls. And in this illustration, he's using, he's using agricultural terms. But listen to this. Irrespective of whether Apollos watered, irrespective of whether um, 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 Paul um, planted, if not for God's increase, there would be no increase. God's connected to everything. So if you are now aware of the God who's created all things and is connected to all things and all these things happen in the spirit realm first that has an effect in the natural realm that we're operating in, it is good advice for you to know that thanksgiving is a way to tap into the spiritual realm. I could go on, I will go on. One more. John 15 verse Five. Listen to this. I'll go to, the, to, to the, his most cutting point. <laughs> For without me, you can do nothing. Which means, how interesting, the something that you're doing is nothing if God's not in it. So basically, God being involved in the something that you do makes it more than nothing. Let me tell you this, brothers and sisters. God has the power and the desire to bless, to provide, to deliver, to save, to make whole, to heal. He has the ability to do all of these things. And I'm encouraging you 
that giving thanks is one of the ways you release his heart for you. 1 Thessalonians 5.24, I'm not going to go into it, but I want to say this. We, as people, we thank God because we have concluded that every, <laughs> every good and great thing that happens in our lives is because God is doing it. Key word, all the good things that are happening. The Bible says every good thing comes from God. So the question is, are you aware of the good things in your life? The good things in your life, be it people, be it the job, be it the neighbor, be it the child, be it the husband, the wife, the brother, the sister, the work colleague, whoever, whatever, God has planted good things in your life. And if you don't have eyes to see, you will not be able to give thanks. And if you don't give thanks, you can't multiply the good that he wants to see in your life. When we don't give thanks, we stagnate in life. We lose focus, we're distracted, we go down the wrong road. There are five effects of thanksgiving that I want everyone to know, okay? Number one, thanksgiving provides increase. I've kind of spoke about that. Thanksgiving provides increase. I, wanna, I want you to know this, right? The church found in the book of Acts they were a thanksgiving church. Look at the following. Acts 2, verse 41. I couldn't believe when I saw this. Acts 2, verse 41. Listen to this. Then those who gladly received this word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. Acts 4, 4, 5,000 souls were added. It's a thankful church. Acts 6, 6, 7, a large number of priests came to the word. <laughs> this is a big thing. Acts 13, 44, the whole city came to hear the word of God. When we give thanks, God increases what he's doing in our lives. Number two, thanksgiving initiates deliverance. Acts 16.25, some of the disciples were imprisoned. The Bible says that they gave thanks to God and their chains and the prison doors were broken and open. Giving thanks allows for deliverance to take place. So I want to encourage you, the next time you're giving thanks to God in church, at home, and you're, you're concerned about the person beside you. Let me tell you this. Don't be timid with your thanksgiving. Don't allow the spirit of timidity to, 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 to stop you from receiving deliverance, breakthrough, and multiplication in your life. When we sing, we should aim for the neighbors 200 meters down the road to here. Amen? Because that's how valuable God is. Amen? Okay, Ron's just looking at me, just again, not, not too loud. Number three. The moment you thank God, the atmosphere becomes pregnant for the miraculous. It becomes pregnant with the miraculous. Where is this? This is John 11, 41 to 42. This is when Jesus, he simply, this is when Lazarus, Lazarus is dead. And Jesus says this amazing line. He says, Father, I thank you that you hear me. 
From that prayer, he says, Lazarus, get up, get out. The miraculous takes place as a result of Jesus giving thanks. Imagine this right now, that all of us, when the worship team comes back on, not yet, but when the worship team comes back on, we're singing and we're giving thanks. We're giving opportunity for the miraculous to be experienced, to be seen, to be observed. This is a great thing. You don't have to wait for the pastor or the apostle to come and lay hands, but you allow the Spirit of God himself to touch. Giving thanks is an amazing thing. Point number four, Ephesians 5, verse 18 to 20. This is an important point. Thanksgiving keeps you filled by the Spirit. This is so important. Thanksgiving keeps you filled by the Spirit. And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another. Actually, it's, that's wrong. It's speaking to yourself. Speaking to yourself in psalms, in hymns, in spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God. You see, brothers and sisters, in life, can you just bring that chair for me, just that red chair? In life, there's always going to be situations. Thank you. There's always going to be situations. There's always going to be reason for caution. There's always going to be challenges in life. Always. You name it. Everyone's going through a situation. And the reality is, the Bible says that in the face of your situation, we still should be giving thanks. Now, the reality is this. It's hard to give thanks when the situation is a problem. Most of us will only give thanks if the situation changes. And the reality is, that's not how it works often with God. God wants you to understand, even in the situation, you give thanks. Why should you give thanks? You have to change your focus. Your focus shouldn't be on the situation anymore. Your focus has to be in whose you are and where you are in him. You have to realize that as the situation is trying to come over your mind, you just have to keep believing, I'm in Christ. I believe in the blood of Jesus. Jesus died for my sins. I am forgiven. I'm not condemned. And you realize at one moment, you're seated in heavenly places. In this position, this is the position of victory. This is the position where the situation doesn't change, but your perspective does. Why does your perspective change? Because you're operating with the mind of Christ. Simply because you gave thanks. Simply because you gave thanks to what Jesus has done. Simply because you gave thanks to where you are in him. The fact that you are a son, a daughter of the Most High, a royal priest. Simply because you gave um, thanks to the word of God and what it says. In the face of your situation, you magnified him and demagnified this situation. And as a result of magnifying him and demagnifying the situation, you released his mighty right hand to deal with it. This is how it works. Here's a good one. Number five, last one. Thanksgiving is what processes any life situation. Oh my goodness. I hope this blesses you. Philippians chapter four, verse six to seven. Listen to what I said. Thanksgiving is what processes any life situation. Listen, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, 
Present your request to God. This is amazing. So many people have read this first, but let me break it down. This is how you process any situation or circumstance you're going through. This is how. That anxiety, that fear, that concern. You come to God, you connect to him, prayer. You give him the petition, this is the problem. You lay it down. You keep on giving, it to, um, giving him, this is the problem, this is how I'm feeling. This is how it's affecting my mind. Confess what's going on in your heart, but don't stop there, confess the words. Even though this is what's happening in my life, this is who you said I am. This is what you've done for me. This is what I have access to. I remembered I'm not by myself. The Holy Spirit is with me. He's for me. He'll never leave nor forsake me. Oh my goodness, I'm equipped. And there'll be a moment as you are confessing the word, you give thanks. Why? Because you believe it. That's how you process any life situation. If you can't give, listen, and I know there's some brainiacs here. Stop cheating. Because one, what people will do, they'll say, okay, okay, so Pastor Andrew said, tell God the situation. Lord, this is the situation. And then give thanks. I didn't say that. I didn't say that, actually. What I'm saying to you is this. Give him the situation. Yes, tell him. Tell him as much as you want. Confess the word. Confess what is true about you in the spirit. And there'll be a moment when you'll know you can give thanks. Why? Because this is why. When you pray, you are trusting God. When you give thanks, you have trusted God. The situation didn't change, but your heart has. Your heart is now experiencing the reality of his word, and it's now called faith. And because it's real to you, it has to come to pass now. You just give it time. You keep giving thanks until then. Praise the Lord. Verse 7. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Let me tell you this, brothers and sisters. That peace of God that he's talking about, this is what the Bible calls a promise. However, however, this promise is to be experienced by the obedience to the instruction. He told you pray, give your anxieties, um, confess, give thanks, experience. Experience what in this sense? Peace. Let me say it like this. The promises of God are experiential realities that come by the Spirit of God at work in and through the Spirit-filled believer. The peace of God is what you're supposed to sense when you just obey the word, when you seek him. He fills you. He empowers you. I want to invite the worship team back up. When I was preparing this message, I was asking the Lord, Lord, I can share the thanksgiving, but what are you saying to the hearts of the people? He said to me this. One of the biggest challenges is pride. Don't think when I say pride, I think you think arrogance. No. If pride was a stick, arrogance is just one end. Do you know insecurity is connected to pride? It's just the other side. Pride, brothers and sisters, 
essentially is you thinking that you can do it by yourself. It's you thinking, it's you even thinking I can do it by myself for at least five minutes on a Thursday. That's pride. The rest I'll do it for God, but that five minutes I can do myself, no. Thanksgiving is a way of the Spirit. Anyone who gives thanks consistently, I can guarantee you they are flowing by the Spirit of God. I had someone speak to me last week and he offended me, if I'm honest with you. I couldn't believe what this, what this person was saying. But I realized in the offense I was hearing, I realized I was forsaking Thanksgiving. And as a result of forsaking Thanksgiving, I couldn't give thanks. I couldn't process the situation. And I was making him my focus instead of Jesus my focus. And the Prince of Peace couldn't have his way in my heart. I repented. Brothers and sisters, are you struggling to see the good in your life? Are you struggling to give God thanks? Are you more concerned with the situations in life? Are you more concerned with the facade of coming to church and putting a smile on your face? Are you more concerned with other things? Are you more concerned or reliant in your own ability? I tell you this, if that's you, the Lord is saying this. If your own ability was worth anything, he wouldn't have come in the first place. It's a sombering thought. I look at myself and I think to myself, there's some good points about, my, about me outside of God. But the reality is, if I'm going to look at the good points about me outside of God, I must look at the bad. No one's perfect. Everyone is in need of a savior. Everyone is in need of constantly surrendering their will and coming to him. Everyone is in need of setting their eyes on Jesus, the orphan perfecter of the faith. Everyone is in need of him. And when we see that need, we see him. And when we see him, we give thanks. My desire for better, God's desire for all of us in this room is for our thanks for him to increase.